This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good afternoon, everyone. This is your last chance to breathe before you start preparing for Pesach. I'd like to share with you, Bezos Hashem, today two different subjects. Before we begin, um, that everyone came out to learn in the inclement weather, but understand that aside from coming to learn, you're also supporting a very worthy cause. Chazal tell us that when Bnei Yisrael were zoicha to leave Mitzrayim, b'chamushim alu Bnei Yisrael me'arts Mitzrayim. We left Chamushim. There are many interpretations of Chamushim. But Targum Yonasim ben Uziel says every family left with five children. Which is very peculiar. Talk about family planning. Every single Jewish family had five children. But the explanation is very clear. Four-fifths of the Jewish people did not make it out of Egypt. Which means that for every child that left Mitzrayim, there were four children who were orphans. So who took them out of Mitzrayim? So every parent who left Mitzrayim with their own children, not only took their own children, but also took responsibility for another four families of children. And in that merit, we left Mitzrayim. History repeats itself. For every stable Jewish home, there are probably many, many unstable Jewish homes. Who's going to take care of them? That's Rachel's place. And it's our responsibility as we prepare for the Yom Tov of Pesach not only to worry about our own family and our own home, but v'chamushim olu b'nei Yisom Eretz Mitzrayim. So whatever you could do to be machzik, this worthy cause, not only will be a for you, it will be a for all of the Jewish people and in that merit we should be zoichat to the gula. Speaking about, let's talk about the status. I want to give a special welcome to my dear mother who came this afternoon. And I'll give a humble bracha to my mother. She should be zaycha to see a lot of nachas de kedusha. Mikal Chazal tell us, what was the state of the Jewish people when we left Mitzrayim? Were we good or were we bad? Were we on a high level or we on, were, or were we on a low level? We say in the Haggadah, Va'evar alayich. God passed over us, We were wallowing in our blood. What does that mean, we were wallowing in our blood? The Pasuk continues, Va'evar alayich. You were naked and bare which Chazal interpreted to mean we were empty of mitzvahs. We had no mitzvahs. We had not Talmud Torah. We had not Kriya Shema. We had not Halakas. No, we had no mitzvahs. We were empty of mitzvahs. That seems to indicate we were on a very low level. Hashem had to invent mitzvahs for the Jewish people. He had to give us Dam Mila, Dam Pesach. That seems to indicate we were, we were on, the tank was on empty. In fact... That Rizal says, we are on the 49th level of Tumah. Had we remained there a moment longer, we would have fallen to the point of no return. Seems like 
We're about to be depleted. The Rambam says that Avram Avinu ingrained in the Jewish people an implanting of Emunah. And it began to dissipate over the centuries, from Avram to Yitzchak to Yaakov, and then we went down to Mitzrayim. The Rambam says, had we remained in Egypt a moment longer, then the planting of Emunah in Klal Yisrael would have completely dissipated. All of this indicates that the Jewish people in Egypt were on a very low level. And that's certainly what most people think. On the other hand, Tanud Yahu, if you take a look at number 5, says on the top line on the left-hand column, There was no generation as kosher, as noble, as great as the generation that left Egypt. How do you reconcile this? Were we on Memteshare Tumah? Were we Aram the area? Were we naked and bare? Were we on empty? We were about to fall into the Sharnun? Or vice versa? Were we on a very, very high level? So the Talmidei Hagra says something which is basically not really possible to explain. And I'm not going to attempt to, I'll just tell you the words. That every person has two dimensions. You have Chitzaniyos and you have Panimiyos. You have your internal level, you have your external level. Externally we were down in the dumps, we were on the 50th level of Tumah. We were naked and bare of mitzvahs. But internal, internally, in the Panimiyos, we were on a very, very high level. Whatever that means. You know, like you see somebody, they're far off, and sometimes you hear people, yeah, but on the inside they're good. And what's that supposed to mean? They don't keep any mitzvahs. Okay, some people say they get it, they understand this. I don't. So I'm not going to attempt to explain this to you. This is what the students of the Gra offer. I would like to present to you a shocking explanation, which is so fundamental and contrary to everything you ever learned about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. If you're the kind of person that likes to go into the Seder with your tr- conventional understanding of things and you don't want your whole world to be shaken, then call Uber now. This is not for you. But if you're ready, if you're brave enough to revamp the way you see things, you could stick around. Chazal tell us, and we read this in the Haggadah, that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, biyar chazak, with a strong hand, uvezrayinatuya, with an outstretched arm, uvemoira gadal, and with great awe. Says the Haggadah, Shalpesach number 8, uvemoira gadal, zeh giloy shechina. This is divine revelation. Now we all know that on Har Sinai, there was divine revelation. God spoke, the Almighty spoke. Anoichi Hashem aloikecha. We all know at the Gyamsof, Hashem revealed Himself and everyone said, But what is this supposed to mean that in Egypt there was Gilashchina? What kind of Gilashchina was there in Egypt? In fact, how do we even know there was Gilashchina in Egypt? Take a look in number 9. The Pasuk that talks about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Pasuk in Vaeschanan, it says, This Pasuk that talks about the Exodus, the Rishonim say has 72 letters corresponding to the 72 letter name of Hashem to indicate that God took us out of Mitzrayim with His great name, Zu Giloi Shechina. Where else do we encounter that there's an idea that Hashem took the Jewish people out of Egypt with Gilo Shechina in the Pisgah, 
By the way, one of the reasons I wanted to come today is because I have Haggadah coming out in English with Art Scroll. It was supposed to be here this morning, but it's being printed as we speak. The good news is you can get the Hebrew one. And I mentioned, somebody said that they gave it to their son-in-law, and I said that your son-in-law doesn't know where he put it. So she said, he does, he knows, but he probably forgot again. So, <laughs> so you could get this, and then tomorrow you could go to the Sarm store and get the English version. There are different ones. There are pieces in the Hebrew and on, on the English, and vice versa. I want to share with you today, really a revolutionary understanding of what transpired in Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and it's contrary to everything you were ever told. And it goes as follows. Simply put, the Arizal says that had we remained in Mitzrayim a moment longer, we would have fallen to the point of no return. We're very comfortable with that understanding of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that we were going down, 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 and Hashem took us out, we couldn't delay, Hashem got us out just in the flash of time. But one of the great all-time Mikubalim was Reb Shloima Eliyashev. Reb Shloima Eliyashev was the grandfather of Reb Yosef Shalom Eliyashev, Actually, Reb Shloima Eliyashev had a daughter who for many, many years did not have children. And on one occasion, he overheard, she was out in the forest crying. He said, my entire talk, why are you crying? She said, I'm crying, I wasn't blessed with children. He said, why are you crying in the forest? He said, I didn't want to disturb your learning. He said, I give you a bracha that you'll have a son who will illuminate the world with Torah. And that was Rabbi Yosef Shalom Eliyashev. By the way, a lot of the Kabbalah of the, the Rabbi Shloim Eliyashev, the Leshem, was written and recorded by Rabbi Yosef Shalom Eliyashev. By the way, another thing is the, the Baal HaLeshem, his name was the Baal HaLeshem, he couldn't move his arm. He had paralysis in his arm, except when he wrote Kabbalah, his arm moved uh, supernaturally. Okay, this is Rabbi Yosef, uh, this is Rabbi Shloim Eliyashev. And he says, even though it is commonly accepted that had the Jewish people remained in Egypt a moment longer, we would have fallen to the point of no return. It is incorrect. Number one, there is no point of no return. There's no such thing. Well, sort of. Had Chazal, Chazal say if we would have remained in Mitzrayim a moment longer, we would have fallen to what Madrig of Tumah? 50. Is there a 50th level of Tumah? Says the Leshem, it's a Machloikes, the Gra, and Ramosha Cordovero. Ramosha Cordovero says, there is a 50th. The Gra on Mishle says, there is not a 50th. Says the Leshem, the Gra is correct. There is no 50th level of Tumah. It does not exist. By the way, Archaim HaKadosh says it does exist. But the opinion of the Leshem and the Goin, there is no 50th level of Tumah. That's the first thing he says. That's the first myth buster of the Baal HaLeshem. There is no 50th level of Tumah. So when your kid comes home, or even your husband, he's going to say a nice Dvar Torah, that had they remained there a moment longer, they would fall to the point of no return. Just smile and nod, but it's not correct. There is no 50th level of Tumah. Is there a 51? <laughs> no, there's no 50th level. The, the last Madrega is 49. According to the Gura and the Baal HaLashem, the last Madrega is 49. There is a 50th level of Kedusha. No, but 
What? Of, now we're talking about Tumah. Okay? We're going to come to Kedusha and Chachma in a minute. There is a 50th level of Kedusha. But there is no 50th level of Tumah. It's impossible. It does not exist. If you want to see it inside, you can look at number 12. Um, on the left-hand column, And when the world is full of 49, that's it. So first of all, if you want to say that had we remained there a moment longer, we would have, by the way, the Gra learns this from, Kol Pael Hashem Lamaneu, Kol. There are 50 levels of Kedusha. Vigam Russia, Vigam is Gematria 49, the Russia only has 49 levels. Fine. So had we remained there a moment longer, the lowest we could have fallen is 49. Says the Lashem, but there's another erroneous element of this approach. And that is, what's going on over here? The Jewish people would have fallen to the 49th level of Tumah. When? The moment before they would have left Egypt? After the divine revelation of Dam, Tzfardeya, Kinim, where God was showing, Yodai HaChazaka, Zroya Natuya, where the world saw, V'yadu Mitzrayim Ki'ani Hashem, the raw divine revelation in Egypt was so powerful, there was no Kayach why do you think the Pasuk says, Lo kelev No dog was barking. Of what relevance is it? That in Egypt no dog was barking. The dog represents the Sitra Achra, the Kaya No dogs were barking means the Kaya had no power, was completely incapacitated, had completely waned. When Hashem was making miracle after miracle after miracle, He was smashing the Sitra Achra. That's what Mitzrayim said, Get him out of there. Get him out of here. Kulanu Mesim, we're dying. The Kayachatumu is dying. So the Leshem turns the whole Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on its head. He says the divine revelation was so raw, was so powerful. Had we remained there a moment longer, we would have been catapulted to the 50th level of Kedusha and there would be no more free choice and the whole purpose of existence would have been abolished and Hashem would have had to call it a day. So Hashem had to get us out of Mitzrayim in the nick of time. So otherwise Mashiach would have come. It wasn't time yet. So it's not that Hashem had to take us out of Mitzrayim because had we remained there a moment longer, we would have fallen to the point of no return. The point of no return, Bikedusha, not the Tumah. That is a, an absolute twist in perspective of the entire Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So it occurred to me that according to this approach, we could reconcile the various streams in Chazal of what level the Jewish people were on in Mitzrayim very simply. Were we on a very high level or were we on a very low level? The answer is a moment before Makas Dam, we were on a very, very low level. We were about to fall to the Mem Teshari Tumah, not the night before Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim, the night before the process of redemption, we would have fallen to the point of no return, which is, by the way, not 50-49. But once the Makos began, God started to drag us out, up and up, destroying, crushing the Kayach Tumah, to the point where Lel Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim, 
we were elevated to such a great level that had we remained there a moment longer in that raw divine revelation, Bechira would have ceased and the purpose of existence would have stopped and the Gula would have come and it wasn't time for that. That's why That's why Hashem had to get us out swiftly. However, says the Ramchal, you're not going to leave swiftly, but rather slowly. Then the Kedusha will be permanent. Then the Kedusha will tarry. And then we will be elevated to the 50th level of Kedusha. And that is the point in time when the Geula will come. So this is a very revolutionary understanding. And the Leshem says there is no room for any other understanding. The notion that we were fallen to the point of no return was before the beginning of the Makos. Now it's very interesting. So we look at this and we say, okay, so what happened to the Jewish people after they left Mitzrayim? The problem was, this was a freebie. This was a gift. And when you get a gift, easy come, easy go. And we were catapulted, but not through our own work. So just let's picture this for a moment. We were taken out from Mem Teshare Tumah until we're, until Leil Yitzis Mitzrayim, we were elevated to a very high level. What level? Vachamushim! Nearly the 50th level. That's another pshat Vachamushim. One pshat is to give money to Rachel's place. And another pshat, <laughs> and the other pshat is the Jewish people were elevated kemat to the highest possible madrega, and then God took it away from us. And then we count 49 days of Sphira to work to get it back through our own Avaidah. That's the process of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We started off on a very, very low level. So the Chazal that say we were naked and bare, the Chazal that say that we were about to fall to the point of no return was before the Makos began. The Chazal that say that we were on the highest possible level, that is literally the night of Yitzhak Mitzrayim when Hashem catapulted us through Gilo Yishchina. So the question is, how do we approach Pesach today? Do we merely look back and say, well, you know, 3,300 years ago we were on a very low level and Hashem catapulted them out and uh, we're remembering that, we're commemorating that. But yet we know that we're supposed to imagine You're supposed to imagine yourself as if you yourself left Egypt. Which then means the Chesed Li Avram was the great-great-grandfather of the Chida. And he says every single year, as the year moves on, we fall lower and lower into Tama. And a person could fall to a very low level. And there's a Kabbalistic teaching that if a person were to sin 400 consecutive days, they could fall to the point of no return. By the way, the number 400 is not a good number. That's a bad number. The, the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Tough. Tough means the end. Or, Esav is coming to destroy 400 men. Ephraim with his Ayin Ra is Gematria. Ayin Ra is Gematria. 400. Ephraim pays how much? Arba Meois. Kesev, right? Oiver La 400 is not a good number. If you sin 400 straight days, a person could fall to a very low level. So Hashem ensures a Jew never sins 400 consecutive days. Therefore, every year, 
30 days before Pesach, Hashem begins to reveal to the Jewish people His Shekhinah. And that divine revelation, just like in Mitzrayim, begins to drag us out of the Kaya Until the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we're literally on the highest madrega, we're on the entire year. This is not commemorating an event that once occurred, but rather every year, annually, there is Uvemayra Gadol Giloy Shechina. So realize, we're going to be preparing for Pesach, we're going to be cooking, we're going to be cleaning, but the objective of it all is to experience what takes place annually, where the Yiban Shalom reveals himself to our Neshamais, he purifies us, until Lel, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Hashem has literally dragged us out of the Kayach and we're on the highest possible Madrega the whole year, the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. There's a very different viewpoint of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It's a very inspiring one. This is one of the reasons why we begin learning Hilchas Pesach 30 days before Pesach. Why 30 days? Why not 37? Why not two weeks? Why not one week? What's the idea of 30 days? The Chesed Avram says every year, 30 days before Pesach, the divine revelation of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim reoccurs, is reenacted, and therefore it's the appropriate time to prepare ourselves to be able to take advantage of this grand opportunity. And that's why Chazal say, Benisa Negalu, Benisa Nasidun Ligal. Why? Just because it happened the first time in Nisan, why does that mean it's going to happen the second time? Because the spiritual energy that allowed for the Geula Rishayna reoccurs in Nisan every year. I want to speak about another subject. Let's talk a little bit about Paray. We know that Paray is always a mashal to the Yetzirah. And Mesil Sisharm tells us that one of the main tactics of Paroi, which is the main tactic of the Yitzhahara, was Tichbad Ho'avoida Al Ho'anashem. Is to make us so busy that we never have an opportunity to think about ourselves. Where are we headed? And the Mesil Sisharm says, sometimes the Yitzhahara makes us so busy with mitzvahs and good things that we're so caught up doing great, wonderful things that we never stop and think, Where am I headed? What's my focus in life? What's my objective? This is the main tactic of the Yitzhahara, copying Paroi, Tichbad Ho'avoida Al Ho'anashem. But let's focus on another Gezeira of Paroi. Kal ha'ben ha'yiloid ha'yo'ira tashlichuhu v'chal ha'bas t'chayun. Now I admit, Wrong audience for what I'm about to say. But that's the reality. <laughs> what does it mean, kal ha-ben The Kedusha Slevi, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of Bardichev, had a great student, the Bas Ayin, Rabbi Ram of Avarish, who was one of the great Gedorle HaChasidos. He became a Rav at 22 years old. He was a very fiery speaker. He moved to Tzvas. He was the Rav of the Hasidim in Tzvas. And he says in Kabbalah, the word Ben and Bas are code words. Ben refers to primary, Bas refers to secondary. Sorry, that's just the reality in Kabbalah. Ben refers to Ikar, Ikar. Bas refers to secondary. 
The Gezerah of Paroi is what is real Das in this world? Das is Lahavdil, Bein Emes Lesheker, Bein Ikar Letafel. What is Ikar in this world and what is Tafel? So everybody knows. The Ikar is Oilam Haba, the world to come. Tafel is Oilam Hazah. Everybody knows Oilam Haba is much longer than Oilam Hazah. Oilam Hazah is very finite. How long does a person live? 70, 80, 90, 100 years. And may have Esrim Shana to everybody, but it's finite. Oilam Haba is infinite. So the Iker is Oilam Haba. The Tafel is Oilam Hazah. But do people live that way? Do people live that the Iker is Oilam Haba and the Tafel is Oilam Hazah? Not so much. If we were to ask ourselves before every decision, is this good for my Oilam Haba or my Oilam Hazah, what would the answer be? But the answer is the Yetzirah is very adept that even though we know the Iker is Oilam Haba, he makes us forget about it. That was Gezerah of Parai. Kol haben the Iker Oilam Haba Hayoira Tashlichua throw it in the trash. V'chol habas Oilam Hazah Tichayun aggrandize it, magnify it. The main focus of the Yetzer Hara is to blow up the importance of this world and to minimize the importance of Oilam Haba. That is the main tactic of the Yetzer Hara. That means the main tachbula and weapon of the Yetzer Toiv is to believe with conviction of the importance of Oilam Haba. But that was Gezeras Parai, Kol Haben Hayilad you ever wonder that on Pesach we say a very interesting harachaman that we don't say any other time? Harachaman lel seder yanchleinu yom shekulei toiv, yom shekulei aruch, yom shetzadikim yoishvim ve'atroisem b'roshayim ve'nehenim mizav hashchina. On Pesach we say, Almighty, give me the privilege to merit the world to come, the day that is all good, the day that is all long. The day that the tzaddikim sit with their crowns on their head and their nenem yiziv But we're not finished yet. V'hi chalkeinu imohem. Please put our shira among them. Basically, we daven for the world to come. What in the world does that have to do with Pesach? What? It was so hard to prepare for the Seder. You're saying, God, just take me now? What, what, what's the harachaman? Why are you asking for oilam haba at the Seder? What's that all about? You can ask for it on Shavuos, on Shabbos, on Rosh Hashanah. Why Lel Seder? You know, we say, Like the days you took us out of Egypt. What do you mean like the days? You took us out one day. What are the days? The answer is, we are constantly in Egypt. What is the Gezerah of Mitzrayim? The Gezerah of Mitzrayim is, Take your Olam Haba and toss it. It's not really that important. It's much more important to pour over samples of bathroom tiles than it is to pour over something of Ruchnias. The, the Yetzirah's main tactic in this world is to stress the importance of Olam Hazeh and de-emphasize Olam Haba. So that means every single day we are commanded, remember when you left Egypt, remember when you left Egypt, remember when we left Egypt. 
Every day we need to leave Egypt. Leaving Egypt means to de-emphasize Olam Hazeh and to magnify Olam Habah. Yitzias Mitzrayim means to extricate yourself from the clutches of the Sahara, who says the Iker is Olam Hazeh. And therefore the main objective of Yitzias Mitzrayim and remembering Yitzias Mitzrayim is that we should appreciate the importance of the world to come, and therefore on the night of the Seder we are all mispalal. Harachaman huyan chileinu liyam shekulei toiv, liyam shekulei aruch, liyam shetzadikim yoishvim, v'nehenem mizav ashchina, v'yichalkenu imahem. The rest of the year, we don't have that clarity. The night of the Seder, when we've left the clutches of the Pharaoh, who says, take the ikr and throw it into the Nile, Take the tuffel and aggrandize it. The one night a year we have a clarity of the importance of Olam Haba is the night of Pesach. Why do we put away the Afikaimen? You know, that's everyone's favorite minag, right? That's the best time of the Seder. Everyone's running around stealing the Afikaimen, stealing the Afikaimen. It's a very odd custom. You know, most, most places can say you know how to do it. <laughs> Try that. That's it. The, he, he steals the Afikoyim and says, I can't give it to you. The Paiskim say it's Aser. Rav Chaim Brisker said it's Aser Lahalacha. Rav Shalom Azalman says it's Geneva. By the way, I'm saving you money now. <laughs> Most Paiskim say you cannot steal what you're training your kids to be Ganovim. And yet, lots of luck, right? It's happening. They're going to be stealing the Afikoyim. Some try to justify it. Rabbi Schwab writes, what's the purpose of the Afikoyman? The Afikoyman has a very important message. The Afikoyman is, if you try to tell your children about the world to come a different time of the year, they may not be receptive. But you tell your children, you know, you see this middle matzah? I broke it in half. The broken half, the lechemoini, it sits there on the table next to the marar. That's oilam hazeh. The smaller chelak, the broken chelak, the difficult chelak, that sits on the seder the whole long night next to the marar. That's this world with all of its challenges, with all of its difficulties, with all of its marar. That's the long lila. But shefala, the better half, the bigger half, the more important half, the ikar. That's at the end of the night. That's when you're full. That's after you, you've lived a long life of al of Torah, mitzvahs. The Iker Schar is not here in this world. Schara Baha'i Amaleka. Shefala, the main Schar is Achar Halayla, when it's all over. Nechal al The Iker Sher is Ba'olam Haba. That's the lesson of the Afikoyman. What do we call the Shabbos before Pesach? Shabbos Haggadah. The great Shabbos. What's so great about it? Why is it called Shabbos Haggadah? So Rabbi Schwab writes in his Haggadah, what, is, what does the Gemara call great? Do you remember this line in the Gemara? Gadol Talmud Shemevi Lidei Masa. Learning is great, because it brings to action. Godol Talmud. You know what's great? If it brings to something. If it's a hachana, 
Hachana is great. Preparation is great. You know why the Shabbos before Pesach is called great? Because it's used to prepare for Pesach. And anything that's preparation is great. Gadol Talmud Maisa. So therefore, the Shabbos that is in preparation of something is great. What's so great about preparation? What's so great about preparation? Says Rosal, you know what's so great about preparation? Because what is this world? What is Oilam Hazah? The entire essence of Oilam Hazah. It's Hachana Rabbah. It's the great preparation. That's this world. And therefore the Shabbos before Pesach is called Shabbos Hagadah. And the Limud of the Afi Kaiman is Marav Tuvcha Hatsafon Luriacha. The greater Chelak is stowed away for the world to come. The rest of the year, not such an easy lesson to convey. But the night of the Seder, we have to remember to overcome Paroi. Paroi's Gezeira is called Haben, the Iker, Hayo throw it out. V'chol Habas, whatever is Tafel in this world, Techayon, that's what you need to magnify. The main objective of Zecher Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is to remember to take us out, take ourselves out of the clutches of Paroi every day of the year. And the clutches of Paroi are this world is where it's at, forget about the world to come. And we change our thinking the night of the Seder. The night of the Seder, we finally have the clarity to be mispalel, harachamon, v'yan chileinu l'yoyim shekulei toiv, yom shekulei aruch, yoyim shetzadikim yoyishvim, v'nehenem yiziv hashchina. And we hope we're all zoicha, v'hi chalkenu imahem. So I thank everybody for coming this afternoon to prepare for the... Pesach and prepare for the Chag Zman Cheruseinu. May you have a lot of Hatzlacha and all of your Hachanois and a wonderful Yamtiv, a Chag Sameach, Haba Aleinu Latoiva. We shall be Zoicha, Venisa Nigalu, Venisa Nasidun Ligal. Thank you very much. Agun Yamtiv. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.